This is the Stockton San Joaquin County Public Library. Welcome back to the Goodreads Virtual Book Club. Uh, this is a book club for the San Stockton San Joaquin County Public Library. We feature a different book every month. This book we read The Bear and the Nightingale by Katherine Arden for our summer reading theme of Tales and Tales. Uh, I'm Brianna. Uh, if you want to continue this perfect Goodreads discussion, do go to goodreads.com. And this is... I'm Elsa. Happy to be here. <laughs> this is the second time that we've hosted together. The first time was The Push. If you haven't read it or watched it, please do. Uh, we still talk about that book. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a memorable one. Yeah. Um, and so was this one, The Bear and the Nightingale. It's a short book, but really does pack a punch. Uh, the basics is there's a young girl named Vasya in the Middle Ages Russia... Not quite sure where in Russia. No, they talk about Kiev at some point. So I'm like, okay, general general area, like maybe western Russia, like what southwestern. Um. Anyways, it's not super important, but <laughs> it's cold. It's, it's cold. very cold. Um, and she is gifted with these powers uh, from her grandmother that kind of passed down the maternal line. And she has been, basically, is going to be a big player in keeping her town and all of Russia safe from the bear. Uh, and that's, the, I mean, that's the bare bones basics of the story. So this, uh, we did use, again, discussion questions. The book I have has them in it. I will link them below for you guys to follow along. Um, this book also is really handy. It does have not only an author's note, but a little glossary, which is really handy. I know Elsa and I both talked about kind of being confused a bit with the names because there's so many diminutives for yeah. the same name. Um, like Vasya has three names. She's Vasilia, Vasya, and Vashoka, yeah. which please forgive my pronunciation of Russian. <laughs> We're <laughs> just yeah. going to have to bear with me. <laughs> um, but everybody has a lot of diminutive names, which was a bit confusing. But the glossary did help a lot, I thought. Yeah. Um, never mind. <laughs> we can edit that Because <laughs> I was going to mention the praise and something. But yes, get we'll later. get there. Yeah. Um, but the glossary is very helpful. And also with, there's a like a really wide range of folklore characters and creatures yeah that appear in the book at different times and the glossary kind of just you can get the picture from the context clues if glossaries aren't for you but it does help kind of give more of a background of what that creature is and what they kind of look like and there's so many creatures that are in it so just <laughs> a little helpful reminder of who's who yes because um, so many characters and so many creatures are introduced i lost track at some point <laughs> yes i know we both felt in the beginning like the first third of the book because there's such a world building in this 
um, Middle Ages, medieval Russia. They go really through a lot of the political conflicts. Um, what I found fascinating about their monarchy structure was basically you could just take it by brute force. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then become the king or the czar. Like yeah. you didn't necessarily have to have like birth rights, I guess. Yeah. To it. Yeah. And um, uh, one of the sisters marries off to a prince, but her family, Vasya's family, is still like struggling during the winter i thought that was yeah like it was because her family is very well off which from the beginning because it does start in winter um with vasya's mother marina you don't really get the sense that they are well off no because everybody is really thin and they're struggling for food which Makes sense in the context. Obviously, it is medieval Russia. They don't have a grocery store they can go to. So whatever they grew and saved throughout the summer and fall is what they eat all during the winter. But they're actually very wealthy. Yeah. Um, I think at some point, uh, Vasya has to get dressed up for something. And instead of like having her dress made, she's like, well, it looks a little plain because I didn't put effort into sewing it. But they're real. They're rich, and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, yeah. even wealthy people are, like, making their own clothes, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, I thought that was And I'll have all these, yeah, crazy jewels to put in their headdresses. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Peter, Vasya's father, is a boyer. Again, please forgive me for my pronunciation. Um, and that's basically, like, a prince. Yeah. Which was fascinating. So, I mean, his family would have a claim to the throne if they wanted it, which he doesn't. He's also the brother-in-law of the current czar. Um, his sister, the czar's sister, Marina, um, married Peter. There's a lot of arranged marriages in this, too. Oh. They had an arranged marriage. Um, Elsie, you mentioned the sister Olga. Yeah. Her marriage was also arranged as more of a political ploy to right. keep her new husband from trying to attempt to gain the throne. Right, and then uh, Peter's second wife, that's an arranged mm-hmm. marriage that doesn't go. Well, she doesn't want to get married. No, she doesn't want to get married at <laughs> yeah. all. So, there, I mean, there's a lot of conflict points yeah. to that. Um, before we just start rambling more, let's just go ahead and start with these discussion questions. Because I could just go on and on. Yeah. Um, so the first one, so throughout the novel, Vasya meets many strange creatures, which we've mentioned. And this is an important person that we haven't mentioned yet. Dunya is basically a mother figure to everybody from Marina, Vasya's mother, all the way down to the youngest kid. She's described as their nurse. I guess it would be kind of like their nanny, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's a huge character, and all of these kids really love her. And she spins all of these fairy tales that they listen to um, from the Domovoy, which is kind of like a house helper. Yeah. He, like, guards the oven, right? Yeah, he's next to the stove waiting for... Scraps and bits yeah, of bread. Yeah, to darn or something like that. Yeah, he's just, yeah. like, a real helpful little guy. Um, to, like, Rusalkas, which are, like, mermaids, sirens, and... Uh, I'm not even going to attempt this one in Russian, but vampires, there's a lot of whys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so the question basically is, which of these 
demons, which is an interesting term because Anna, the new stepmother, can see all of these little creatures and she yeah. perceives them as demons. Um, she doesn't like them at all, whereas in Dunya's tales, they're they're like old gods, basically. Yeah. This They're in a more rural part of Russia and a lot of the people there still worship these quote-unquote old gods and leave offerings for them. And all of these figures are old gods that they leave offerings to. I think my personal favorite was the Domovoy, just because yeah. he seems so helpful. Yeah. And is kind of like a protector. Yes, Like if of something's the home. trying to get in, like he's like, no, I won't let them get in. Very yeah. confidently. Yeah. I think the yeah. one I would never want to meet, I mean... Maybe the Rusalka, not that I love mermaids, but this mermaid is like, will drag you to your death type of mermaid. Yeah, um, not nice. Like, helpful at some points, yeah. but kind of scary. A little scary. I think just the vampires, the description of them, I'm like, hmm. Yes. <laughs> they were more kind of like zombie vampires yeah. than, the, than the vampires I think that we're used to seeing, like, I guess, like, in, in contrast to, like, an Anne Rice-type <laughs> vampire, yeah. where they're very beautiful, these are, um, like, Nosferatu-type vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't want to come across one. <laughs> no. Um, so, it does... the One of the next questions asks to compare between uh, Western fairy tales and these kind of more Slavic fairy tales, and obviously they do have a lot in common, just their names are changed but I think in the in the author's note the Catherine Arden does mention this too in Russia there's like a guardian for everything like there's a guardian for uh, doorways and all kinds of things and I think in western fairy tales it's it's more like the big players are focused on and not so yeah. much like the domovoy or the smaller creatures yeah um I think the one thing I could compare to is like duendes in Mexico which are kind of like elves uh but they're malicious (laughs) but they kind of reminded me of the Dumbo where they're kind of just like hanging around but they're not good okay so they're (laughs) not as helpful (laughs) yeah (laughs) um which I think most of the little how at least the house creatures and like the what the little kind of guys that guard the animals are very helpful like they pretty much yeah. exist to be helpful right and and help and guard the animals but like in later on in the story when certain characters get introduced which we will get to it things start to change a little bit with those creatures too yes. because they're not they're not being taken care of therefore they're not taking care of you yes or what they're yeah charged with yeah um so, this, some of these questions kind of really jump around. Um, so, we'll give a little context before we go into number four. Is So, basically, Fostia is already kind of gifted with powers. We don't really know what they are. Her grandmother kind of just walked out of the forest one day and just became queen. Like, <laughs> I mean, long and short of it, she just, like, walked out and came to the castle, and the king was like, I like you, and she became queen. And But she had all of these really wonderful mystical powers about her, um, and 
than her mother, Marina, those powers weren't really passed down to her. She had a little bit of, like, foresight, but yeah. we didn't get a whole lot. And then Marina foresaw that uh, Vasya, her next pregnancy, this girl was going to be really, really special, and she needed to give birth to this girl no matter what happened to her. Take some time to unwind with Canopy. Start streaming blockbusters, classic movies, documentaries, TV shows, and much more with your library card. Watch from any of your devices. Library patrons have four checkouts per month. Visit ssjcpl.org to get started. And so we already know that Vasya is very special. Uh, and so Peter and his two sons, they go to uh, Moscow to meet his brother-in-law, the king, to kind of see if um, Peter can get a wife because Vasya, she's a very different child. She really likes hanging out in yeah. the woods, um, talking to all of these creatures that nobody else can see. And she's still really little, so people are like, that's yeah. cute. You have like <laughs> imaginary friends, very yeah. cute. But right. it's starting to get not so cute anymore and a little more worrisome. Yeah. I'm like, how is she going to get married off? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If she's like this. <laughs> if she's like this, how, you know, how, what, what kind of life will she have in this kind of medieval world? And so he goes to Moscow to get a wife. And while he's there, they meet this very regal gentleman in a like royal blue cloak that gives him a gift for Vasya. It's a like a pendant. Is it a sapphire? I think so. I just it was like a blue stone. Yeah, it's a really big blue stone, yeah. and he's he's like, you need to give this to your daughter. Or I'm gonna kill your son. Um, <laughs> which <Basically>. you know, <laughs> there's not really a choice. No, there's not really a choice. So. Um, he needs to give this gift to Vasya. And there's, in the prologue of the novel, because basically this gentleman in this royal blue cloak is the Winter King. And in the prologue of the novel, we meet the Winter King in kind of all of his glory, where basically if these girls, um, these maidens go out and <laughs> sit in the snow all <laughs> night long during winter, They'll meet the Winter King, and if they say that they're warm, he'll send them home with a bunch of gifts. But if they just you know, not are not nice to him and are rude, yeah. they will <laughs> die of Don't cold. Make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously, Peter knows something is up with this guy. He's not. He's very otherworldly, and he doesn't want to give Vasya this necklace. So he gives it to Dunya, their nurse mother figure, to hold on until Vasya gets old enough to have it. And so basically, it's they're calling it a talisman, but Dunya has it, and she's very conflicted about giving it to Vasya. She wants her to grow up first. She doesn't want her to have all of these otherworldly responsibilities yeah. yet. She wants her to grow up. So she's very conflicted about giving it to her, even though the Winter King comes to her many times yeah. and it's like, when are you going to make this happen type of deal. And she's like, when she grows up, when she's ready. Because uh, she's worried about Vasya and her safety. Because Vasya, it's a, she grows up in a very small town and she's very naive and cloistered in her family. She's yeah. the baby. And so all of her siblings 
really take care of her and that was something I found really lovely about the family yeah. is all of the siblings truly really loved each other and like yeah. stuck stood up for each other and took care of each other there wasn't really conflict between the siblings Mm-mm. like uh when Sasha goes to be a monk he's like I will keep in touch when Olga gets married he's like I, I'll send for you and Al- Alyosha Lyoshka? Alyoshka. Again, (laughs) forgive us. Their relationship's really cute. Got along fine. But yeah, she's very protected. Yeah, she's very protected in her family. Um, So she doesn't really know a whole bunch about the outside world. Um, And she's kind of just, again, she's, they call her the frog. Because she's very other. Like that, you know, she's not quite like the rest of them. And... But they want to protect her because she's so special and she is so different and unique. Mm-hmm. She's not like any other kid in this town. Um, and Dunya is no different. But the question is, was Dunya right to keep the talisman from Vasya for so long? Was she in the rights to be able to give Vasya the childhood she needed at the expense of perhaps the entire village that they're living in? What do you think? I struggle with this because I don't know (laughs) like I feel like at some point things are going not great Mm -hmm. for just the whole entire town I'm like was that the right moment but if I was in her position would I try and protect Vasya for as long as possible probably (laughs) yeah because I think for Dunya Vasya is her top priority because she Dunya really loved Marina and was basically uh, the main mother figure to Marina, yeah. uh, Vasya's mother, when she was growing up. And she sees a lot of Marina in Vasya and the grandmother, specifically in Vasya, and wants her to be as protected as she possibly can. Yeah. And I think she knows that once she gives Vasya this talisman, everything is going to change, and she may no- she may not see her ever again. Yeah. Um. I feel like everyone's just like, your mother, you look so much mm-hmm. like her, with uh, her father, Peter. It's like, I know that like she's going way against the grain, mm-hmm. but he kind of likes it, but yeah. he feels conflicted about it. So, And Dunya seems, she's obviously very conflicted about it. Yes, she is very conflicted um, about it. Because yeah. Vasya is like, so different from pretty much... Any female, too. Like she yeah. knows what she wants. She really goes after it. She doesn't really care what anyone else yeah. thinks. She doesn't care if they call her a witch or any... She's like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. She really does her own thing, which... I liked her character. I she, did, too. And she grew yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, Like, the first third is just kind of setting up this whole storyline. So pretty much everything we've talked about is set up in the first third of the book. Like, there's a lot of world building. And then after that, it just really takes off with the rest of the story. Um, the, The next question is kind of like, do you trust the Winter King? And there is a spot, and many of the creatures in this world tell Vasya, don't trust the Winter King. Like, he will help you. And but don't trust him, and I can't. I don't. We don't really know enough about the Winter King no. to trust him at all. No, I would. I would trust the creature. <laughs> <laughs> they 
give little riddles and or just outright mm-hmm. say just don't trust yeah like it's like king. Yeah, whatever they say starts in a riddle but always ends and like don't trust the winter <laughs> king which is very direct yeah um because obviously he is hiding something like we don't know what his motivation is for wanting her and wanting her to have this talisman yeah. we don't even know what this talisman means and right i mean at the end you don't really know what it means either so it's a trilogy so we'll find out but you don't know what motivates him at all Mm-mm. it's really not clear other than there's a conflict with his brother the one-eyed man under this giant tree in the middle of the yeah. woods uh that's the only thing we really know is these two brothers the winter king and the one-eyed man have some kind of conflict but we don't know where it originated or what happened there either because the only thing we really know about the winter king is he knows a lot and he knows kind of more what's going to happen yeah and he's trying to prevent his brother from gaining power um but we don't really know like exactly what happens to his brother to do that um and there's a lot of talk about fate in the novel like Vastia seems fated almost to have this trajectory uh with her magical abilities to to be the kind of savior of this whole village in this magical realm to you know be the the one basically the like the prophetic one yeah from her birth where yes. man is like i have no matter what happens to me i have i have to give birth to this, this child. child and all the creatures just kind of it help supporting that idea yeah yeah, yeah. they definitely do because all of the creatures really take a liking to vasya yeah. also because vasya has zero fear right like, she's not afraid of anything yeah um I, I feel like there's like several times where she people are like you should be afraid or i'm gonna like yeah do something terrible she's like i am not afraid yeah she's basically like you're cute i'm not scared yeah here's some flowers right. <laughs> right. which is what she does to the rusalka because the yeah. rusalka like basically lures people to their death and she drags them down and eats their fear it's a very dangerous mermaid yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh vasya's like you know please don't do that like i love the people in this town please stop yeah and just gives her flowers and the rusalka's like that's cool just hang out with me yeah and she stops (laughs) hi friends elsa here to tell you all about our summer reading challenge Summer reading is from June 1st to July 31st and open to all ages. We have some wonderful prizes. This year's theme is Tales and Tales. Sign up online or at your local branch starting June 1st. Hope to see you soon. Well, even with um, people who dislike Vasya, like Mm -hmm. really dislike Vasya, they even seem to know like, oh, she's... Something's up with her. She's going to do something or mm-hmm. things are happening because of her. She's just like the center of attention. Yes. Sometimes in not great ways. Yes. Um, that is yeah. very true. Because there's a lot of parts in the novel, especially especially as Vasya ages, where they still say like she's not pretty, but like yeah. you can't stop looking at her. Yeah. And wondering what she's going to do next. And at some point, like even... <laughs> 
it's a little mean how often it's mentioned. Like, she's got really white set eyes. Yes, really big lips. Yeah, she looks like a toad or a frog or something. Like, that's her nickname. They call her Little Frog. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody, like, in her family calls her Little Frog. Yet everyone's just, like, completely upset. Not obsessed with her, but... Enraptured by her. Yeah. Like, they just... Again, like they can't they want to know what she's doing next because she doesn't fit the norm of anybody yeah. else. She rides a horse and that's that's a thing. That's yeah, <laughs> not okay apparently. <laughs> um, but like things really start to kick off. We did mention Anna, the stepmother, when she yeah. comes, Anna can also see all of these creatures that Bastia can see, but Anna thinks that they're demons. The only kind of relief Anna's ever found is in the church, and she wants to go to a convent to be a nun, but her father marries her off to Peter to be Vasya's new mother figure, which they're like like six years apart. Like they're very close in age. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that doesn't go so hot. Um, she, Anna's not ready to be anybody's mother figure. No. She's been told her whole life she's mad and crazy. So she's still trying to figure herself out. Yeah. Um, let alone, she, like, anybody else. Right. And then to, like, see these demons. And then mm-hmm. here's Vasya, who, who also sees also these demons. also sees them, but is, like, cool with them. Right. Has, like, a kind relationship with them. Yeah. And kind of just feeds them and hangs out mm-hmm. with them. Which and that's kind, yeah, outrageous which, to her. Yes. <laughs> and that makes the rift between them grow wider because Anna can't understand why Vasya is like not scared of these demons. Um, and that's also kind of when people start to look at Vasya differently and when Vasya kind of has to suppress these like magical innate yeah. abilities and her abilities to see these things because people are like, it's not cute anymore. You're yeah. a big kid. This is weird. Yeah, it's an issue. Yeah, it's you're a, either gonna go to a convent or you're gonna get married, but you can't do this anymore. Yeah, not this. Uh, <laughs> so then, after Anna comes, uh, Father Constantine comes. He's the new priest. Their last priest passed away, and he really changes the game for this whole village. He believes that he hears the voice of God and the voice of God is telling him to do very specific things. And he's already a pretty arresting figure. Like, yeah, people already are kind of obsessed with him. He paints a lot of icons that apparently are out of this world. Yeah. He's handsome. Um, like he's very super handsome. handsome. He does. He's very vain, too. He does yes. care a lot about his looks. Yes. But people believe everything he says. He kind of like really takes over this village and changes people's mindsets and is basically telling them that they need to reject their ways. They need to reject their old gods because there's one true God and Father Constantine is the path to this one true God. But everything starts to go really badly once they start to do that because they're neglecting all of these magical creatures that care for them and care for their homes and their animals. Um, and they stop feeding them, and then these creatures stop having the a power and the ability to protect them. Right. Uh, they, and then they feel like they really latch onto Vasya, like, even more. They're like, yes, you're, it's you're her the fault. only one. You're the only one that feeds us, that yes. can help us. Yes. And then we can help you, but that's not 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. The creatures attach onto Fasia and the whole village turns against her. Yes. Because they believe it's her fault. Because she is so different and has always been so different. And her mother was different. She's a witch, obviously. And obviously. all of these misfortunes are her fault. Yeah. And I feel like there's not a lot of people who are like, wait, like Father Constantine came no. and things. It's Dunya and Vasya. Yeah, it's Dunya, Vasya, and Vasya's brother, Aloshka. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty, and uh, her half-sister, Arena, and those are the only people that are like, it's not Vasya. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much everyone else, even her father, is being swayed by the stepmother, because um, basically the stepmother gives him an ultimatum um, and says, like, Vasya needs to get married or go to a convent uh, or else. Yeah. And so he's like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's very wishy-washy about it. Like, he, he He's such a strong figure in so many other senses, but in this one, especially trying to protect and care for his daughter, who he does love dearly, he's just very wishy-washy. He just kind of yeah. goes with whatever. I feel like he... Like, the conflict within him is that I want her to be free-spirited, kind of, because I don't want her... I think at some point, uh, he's like, "This is the this is women's lot. This is women's like I don't know how to say it, cross to bear. Like mm-hmm. this is what she's gonna have to deal with. So I should probably marry her off or send her to a convent, even though I kind of admire her. Yeah, and he knows that she'll hate it, and he knows yeah. that she'll fight tooth and nail. And her brother Alashka keeps telling her father, like, you know, Vasya is not gonna like this. She's yeah. not gonna just do what you want her to do. That's not who she is. Um, and I think Peter is so caught up in the like, like you said, also like the very strict structures of this world and women's roles in it, where basically you had two options, where you had to yeah. get married. Or you become a nun, and there's really no no other option yeah. for you. Yeah. If you're a married, you know, if you're a woman in this in this Middle Ages Russia, um, and she clearly has no interest in either. <laughs> no, she clearly has no interest in either. They do try and marry her off to one of Peter's friends, and basically he ends the engagement because Vasya rode his horse. Uh, <laughs> which is very unladylike, I guess. And yeah. he didn't like it at all. Browse from a great selection of fiction and nonfiction digital items in Hoopla. Hoopla also has a wide variety of popular comics for all ages. Library card holders are allowed four checkouts a month. Enjoy magazines and the great courses unlimited with a binge pass. A Hoopla Binge Pass gives you seven days of unlimited access to great online content with a single borrow. To get started, visit ssjcpl.org. So he ended the engagement. So then she's kind of destined to go to the convent, even though she doesn't want that at all. Yeah. She wants to be more like her brother Sasha, the one who became a monk, mm-hmm. and be able to travel, which... For women in this time was not really an option. Not an option. At all. (laughs) Um, But I do think that there there are discussion questions about whether you think Father Constantine's a sympathetic character and Anna, her stepmother, is a sympathetic character. And it's hard to sympathize with Constantine because he's so focused on his own gains and goals. Yes. um, To the detriment of everyone else. 
And even after, you know, even after you kind of figure out that the God he's talking to is a false God, uh, he still wants it back. Because <laughs> he wants yeah. direction of some kind. Yeah. Well, you said he's vain. He's yes, vain in that sense. He just wants to serve and someone higher, but also, like, be in charge. Yes. Like, that's his method of, like, being in control is like, well, I... Hear the voice of God. Yes. So you have to listen to me. And he loves an audience. He loves an audience. (laughs) (laughs) But Anna, I think, is a very sympathetic character. Yes, she does some horrible things and she makes some horrible choices. But she's really had a crummy life from start to finish. Uh, Nothing went right for Anna, really. Right. Except for maybe Irina, who she loves dearly. Yes. That's her daughter. (laughs) Nothing went right for Anna. No. Um... So it's just like by this point in the story, we try not to spoil it for you because I I do think everyone should read it. It's a wonderful book, and the bear and the nightingale do actually come in and play a part. Yes. Um, but there's so many choices that Vasya is forced to make, but also are just put upon her. Like they're like with the talisman. Like once she receives it, her path is pretty clear. Like there's not really an option for her after that yeah um because again she's fated to have some role in this society because of the power in her maternal line she's destined to do something which even at the end of this book we're not 100 percent sure what exactly she's destined to do because she hasn't really come yeah. into any powers yet but she has yeah. them they're kind of like dormant yes in a sense I they mean, are we, and aren't. We know that she can, like, communicate with the oh, creatures yes. and, and animals, kind yes. of. I, I wasn't understanding whether they actually spoke or it was, like, a telepathic communication. Yes. That's what I understand. Yes. It mm-hmm. seems kind of telepathic. Yeah. Because she can talk to horses because yes. she was kind to the creature that guards the horses. She can talk to horses, and they taught her how to ride horses. Um, and she can kind of just go around and talk to anything yeah and she can also find things that nobody else can find and those are kind of like innate things that she already possessed but obviously her power is only going to grow and even the winter king remarks that like she doesn't even know what she's capable of basically yeah like no one quite knows what she's capable of because she's sitting on a mass of power that we haven't seen yet right and I think that's why the Winter King was like, you to Junia, just like, give her the jewel. Yes. Yeah. And also it will protect her because the bear right. <clears throat> is trying to take over. And the bear is basically kind of like a void. Like it just wants and wants and wants and wants. And will eat and eat and eat yeah. anything in its path. It's like fear, destruction, um, kind of like an apocalyptic type figure because there was fire and then rain and all kinds of setting it up for this good versus evil battle between Vasya, the Winter King, and this bear. Um, Yeah, and even at some point the Rusalk is like, well, this thing is coming and I'm just going to give into it. Yes. Because it is powerful. I don't mm-hmm. remember the reasoning. I'm like, oh no. Even her friends. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, they said yeah. like this, this, you know, 
there were sacrifices will have to be made. There's going to be a lot of sacrifices and some of these creatures just aren't strong enough to make yeah. those sacrifices to kind of defy the bear and the bear's power that yeah. they will succumb to it. And, you know, Vasya herself is going to have to kind of put the pieces together to save this village and her family. The, that last part is chock full of stuff. A lot yes. happens really quickly. Yes, a lot <laughs> happens really quickly. Yeah. I did have to go back a little bit and read a yeah. couple paragraphs over. I did too. Because yeah. I was like, wow, what just happened? because so much does happen at the end like it's a real roller coaster at the end like it happens just one after the next after the next after the next after the next and you're trying to keep track of all these characters and all these family members and so many tragic things happen to some of these characters um it's a lot to reckon with yeah and you do become attached to a lot of the characters yes um in Vasya's life and when things happen, it's upsetting. It but is. And they it's very, like, stark. Like, everything in this, this world is very to the point. Yes. Um, which, and the writing was very to the point, too. Like, it started out a bit flowery with mm-hmm. the background, but then it really just got straight to the point. Um, very much like the, the everybody else in the book. Yeah. Which I enjoyed. Yeah, there's not a lot of... Uh... Keeping secrets or whispers is just straight. This is this is what it is. Yeah, this is what it is basically. Yeah, um, we're not going to tell you the ending, but do read it. It is a trilogy, yeah. so there it will be more of Vasya's story, which I am fascinated to read more about her and like what yeah. her powers develop into and yeah. what she decides to do next. Basically, yeah. she's a very likable character. She yeah. is. Yes, the next book is called The Girl in the Tower. Uh, we do have all of these lovely books uh, in the library. If you want to check them out, they're also on Libby. Uh, for next month, we are going to read The House in the Cerulean Sea. It'll be a much more lighthearted read, I hope, and I think it will be. Um, and I'm really looking forward to reading it. So we'll see you next yeah. time. stay up to date with library news, follow us at SSJCPL on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit our website at SSJCPL.org.